When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. And welcome to another edition of the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, 724-365, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, all you do is you go to www.simultv.com. And in the search bar on the right-hand side, all you do is click in Exxon, and it will bring you right to our channel. Or if you'd like to see what other channels are available to you as a subscriber to Simul TV, go to the top left-hand side where it says Channels. Click on that, and you can scroll all the channels until you come to the Exxon TV channel, click on that. You can watch. Um, let me see if you're a subscriber. That's where you click to watch. Or if you'd like to see what the channel is all about, you can click on the TV guide to see what we have coming up in the next 12 hours. And then you can make up your mind whether or not you want to subscribe or not. And the subscription fee for all 140 channels a month is only $9.99. Wow. It's not very often that I have the pleasure of speaking to a fellow Ontarian, but I am this hour exonation. Her name is Silver Lynx, and she enjoys living amongst the seclusion of the remote mountainous area surrounding by nature, where she uh, thrives upon the peace and tranquility that enhance her innate skills and uh, abilities as a true independent artist and photographer. She loves peace and tranquility, don't we all? Um, the name Soliwa is Algonquin, which means silver. Now, even though silver has a background in animal sciences, she is a wildlife photographer and artist. And by no means, now this is going to sound funny considering what we're going to be talking about, she is not a Bigfoot researcher. She's the author of a book called Sacred Sasquatch, and her intent is to promote the need to acknowledge that Sasquatch do exist, as do forest people. Joining me now from someplace way up in the northern parts of Ontario is our special guest this hour, Silver Fox. Silver Lynx, I'm sorry. And Silver Lynx, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi, Rob. How are you? I, I'm just doing fine. Um, you know, I, I kind of found it funny when I was reading your bio uh, where it says, by no means a Bigfoot researcher, and yet you wrote a book entitled Sacred Sasquatch. Tell us about that. Exactly. Um, well, you know, since I was very young, I was always fascinated, uh, especially when I saw that video clip, uh, the photos and the books on Patty, mm -hmm. Patty Sasquatch growing yeah. up. Uh, I come from Northern Ontario. I spent my entire life in the bush. And I always believed that Sasquatch 
is real. And with the years, as they passed, uh, Sasquatch, it always stayed in the back of my mind. But it wasn't until recently, uh, around 2017, mm -hmm. that I began searching online to find out whatever happened to Patty. You know, Bigfoot movies yeah. and TV shows, they're, they're unrealistic to me. So I read online, uh, gathered research and information. And, you know, there's a wealth of information out there uh, that I wasn't aware of, like stick structures and glyphs and so on. And uh, a little bit later in 2018, I, I walked through the forest. I came upon this magnificent teepee structure. It was the first of my photographs to start the series for this book. Uh, I was just amazed uh, to see this structure, and I hurried home to tell my spouse. I couldn't believe that Sasquatch were in this area. But how foolish of me not to know this. Um, then I started reviewing some of my earlier photographs, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, there they were. Sasquatch in some of my photographs dating back almost 15 years. Uh, these beings have been watching me take pictures in the forest all this time. Why do you think Sasquatch has kept itself, herself, himself so elusive from so many people for such a long period of time? And yet here you are, a young lady up in northern Ontario, and you found this teepee uh, um, structure, and upon going back home, going through your, photo your photographs, you, you discover that they're Sasquatch. How did that make you feel? And why do you think that so many do not see what is right in front of them, and yet here you are, you saw it? I think everything comes down to being able to read nature, understand it, mm -hmm. live it, and know how to see, not only with your eyes, but with your own feelings, which is very difficult to explain. Um, first off, I'll add a little correction in there. I am from northern Ontario, but I currently reside in the province of Quebec. Oh, all right. Yeah. And I will say that uh, most of my photographs have been taken in mm -hmm. Quebec. Uh, and I have some photographs that were taken when I visited my sister out west in B.C., and I was amazed when I went through some old photographs and um, I would adjust the brightness and contrast of photographs, mm -hmm. which revealed these beings. Now, some of these are in the book that is published. Right. Others are not uh, because of the quality of the images, uh, which are sometimes blurry, mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. And my perception on this species is that I think they are very, very adept at uh, camouflage techniques and or depending on, in my view, the different types of Sasquatch species, um, some might possess even more advanced um, techniques such as, for example, you know, there's already animals that we're aware of that um, display uh, themselves through coloring, like chameleons, sure. octopus, and mm -hmm. so on. And then light refraction. Because um, the Sasquatch tribe that I photographed here in Quebec, they are very, very dark. 
um, most of them anyways, that I've noticed. Now, let, let me ask you this. Uh, when, you, when you're taking the photographs in Quebec, are you in the Laurentians or in the Eastern Townships? Because I'm from Montreal. Um, for privacy reasons uh, and for safety of this tribe, mm -hmm. I won't specify exactly the location, but I will say it's Western Quebec. All right. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> but honestly, in mm -hmm. my view, um, after noticing the signs like tree structures, tree right. bends, uh, etc., um, they could be practically anywhere and everywhere. And people might not realize this. Based on your experience, what... Do you, what kind of animal or what animal family do you believe that Sasquatch belongs to? Oh, goodness. Um, well, from what I've read, of course, mm -hmm. uh, researched, uh, there has been DNA done on this type of being. Uh, they, the claims are that the mother would be a human and then the father would be some unknown hominid of some type. Therefore, uh, perhaps it's an undiscovered species of primate. Or if we go far out, mm -hmm. uh, we could maybe uh, explain it by it having been brought to this planet. All right. But, so so you're, you're, you <laughs> believe that it's either... Something from outer space that was brought to this planet, or it's a cross between a human and a another species of hominid. Yes, that's okay. probably undiscovered. Okay. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in a minute or so. So Exonation, please stand by. My guest this hour is Silver Lynx. The name of her book is Sacred Sasquatch. Her Facebook page is facebook.com, Sacred Sasquatch Book. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon. But before we go, I'd like to remind you about some of the other great shows that we have here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Starting with my good friend, Kevin Randall. He's the host of A Different Perspective. Larry Lawson, he is the host of Paranormal Stakeout. Then we have Mission Evolution, hosted by Gwilda Wiaka. Correcting, uh, connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, and Know the Name, Known the Genius in You by our good friend Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and of course, Too Good to Be True with Justina and Peter Marsh. For all the information on the Exxon Broadcast Network and how you can listen to all our programming with our compliments, 724-365, visit www.xzbn.net. And also, Exxon Nation, the uh, current edition of the X Chronicles newspaper will be coming out next week. And if you'd like to get your copy, all you need to do is go to www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side talking more about Bigfoot this hour here in the Exxon with my special guest, Silver Links. And once again, her website is facebook.com forward slash sacred Sasquatch book.
And welcome back, everyone. Silverlinks is my special guest this hour. And if you'd like to find out more about Silverlinks, visit her Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash um, sacred Sasquatch book. You know, uh, years ago, I, I had Todd Standing on, and, and I know that uh, you've referenced him in the material you sent us. And, and I agree with Todd that there should be something done to, to have the federal authorities or the conservation authorities, whoever, make sure that Bigfoot Sasquatch is protected. A couple of years ago, there was a TV show that was based in the United States where the idea was to go in the bush and kill Sasquatch. Well, we did an online petition, and we were able to get the network to withdraw that show from their lineup. Because Good. in my opinion, it was wrong. You do not kill something just because you don't know what it is. Exactly. How do you think, as someone who is, who is deeply sensitive to the Sasquatch cause... What do you think that, that humanity should do in, in order to bring this, this relative of ours into the main fold and, and get Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, the abominable snowman, whatever you want to call this, this relative of ours, the protection that, in my opinion, they so rightfully deserve? Well, first of all, it has to be acknowledged mm-hmm. by authorities like the governments right um and first off let me say that there's a saying by chief dan george Mm -hmm. who once said you know if you talk to the animals they will talk to you and you will know each other if you do not talk to them you will not know them and what you do not know you will fear what man fears man destroys and the subject of bigfoot sasquatch is not well understood therefore uh you'll get these tv shows like let's hunt sasquatch right Uh, people people have um knowledge some knowledge that is not entirely validated by the scientific community because there's not enough physical evidence to support Bigfoot. Well, um, (laughs) first off, um, I started documenting information and my experiences on on social media to get the people familiar with the presence of Sasquatch. Of course, it's quicker than making videos or publishing a book. This photography book that I did on Sasquatch, I thought that that would spark an interest Mm -hmm. in the general public, but I think I was wrong. Um, People would rather see free pictures posted online and critique them at will. There's a lot of armchair quarterbacks out there, aren't there? Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) But this is probably a growing process for humanity. Mm -hmm. I think people need to learn to respect the earth, the land, the water, every living creature. And it's in our best interest, as well as theirs, you know, to conserve and protect. Because without all these resources, we will all die. Man has corrupted this beautiful planet that we all live on, and it's time for a change. And probably that time is now. Um, The 
Bigfoot are revealing themselves mm -hmm. to earth conscious humans to convey a message to humanity. You know, the planet is changing and we must follow the way of the elders. We're killing the planet. We're destroying this beautiful planet. We're polluting the seas. We're polluting the environment. I, I think what you're doing is, is wonderful. You know, we, um, there was a gentleman, I, I can't recall his name right now, who did a beautiful photo book on clouds. And it took him a while, but people look at clouds totally different now. And I, I, I really believe that what you're doing will catch on. And I commend you for what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I'm not the only one who's attempting to do this as well. There's been contact uh, throughout the world. Yeah. Well, you know, we've, we've had, I think we have had everyone in the Bigfoot community on this show over the years. Um, Billy Green, uh, and the list goes, uh, you know, Lauren Coleman, and the list goes on and on and on. And what I can't understand is that people would rather look up in the sky and look for UFOs, extraterrestrials, <laughs> instead of looking what is right in front of them. Because, in my opinion, if we cannot get along with animals that we have here right on this planet, Bigfoot, bears, deer, any one of them, how in the name of heaven are we expected to get along with the species who is not from this planet? And I think that now is the time where we have to start doing things to protect our planet, our animals that we live with, as well as the human race, because we're, we're in a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems. And, and instead of spending all this time and money on going to other planets or going to search the skies for extraterrestrials, why don't we just spend the time on this planet seeing what we can do to, to fix the problems that we have here before we go looking elsewhere? It makes no sense to me. Me either. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the contracts that I did with our with our with our mother company, Relmar, was with the SBCA. I was uh, brought on as the director of communications, and, and uh, I will tell you something. In the six years that I uh, in the six months that I was there, my job was to make the public aware of the the work that is done by. SPCA inspectors and investigators. Mm -hmm. I would never have imagined in a million years the cruelty that animals go through at oh, the hands it, of humans. It's just crazy. Uh, some people should never have pets, first of all. <laughs> some people should never have children either. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I know I'm going to get a lot of mail for that one, but I'm sorry, that's how I feel. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> My, me too. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, to see these, these animals that suffered horrific, uh, broken bones, malnourishment, and I'm not just talking about dogs, cats. I'm talking about horses. I'm talking about goats. I'm talking about cows. I, I feel 
blessed. I, we have three little dogs, my wife and I, because our six children are grown and they have their own children. And we have three little dogs. And, and they're, when we decided to bring these little fur babies into our family, we, we understood that they were going to be part of our family. We were responsible for these little these little uh, gifts from God. Uh, people, we live in a disposable society, and, and so many things in society are disposable. Unfortunately, one of the biggest things in society that is disposable are animals. You know, people see these cute little fish on TV. They all go buy the fish. They saw 101 Dalmatians when that came out. Everybody wanted a Dalmatian. <laughs> The uh, the shelters were overrun with Dalmatians because they're high high maintenance dogs. Yes, they At are. Easter, people go out and buy bunny rabbits, ducks, and chicks that end mm-hmm. up at the Humane Society. People don't think, and I can only I can only imagine what a Bigfoot sees when humans are neg- negligent towards other animals. No wonder he's staying hidden. Definitely. Um, I think that's perhaps one reason why they've been able to conceal their identity Mm -hmm. this entire time. And um, they only reveal themselves to um, certain individuals. Or it might happen per chance when somebody sees one, you know. Right. They are the watchers and they watch everything we do, everything, because I'm watching them, mm-hmm. watching me watch them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. How do you? How does that make you feel to know that that you are blessed the way you are because of well, the communion that you have with Bigfoot? Oh goodness! I never in a million years expected this to ever happen. Uh, it's not a dream come true. I never mm-hmm. really wanted or asked this. But on the other hand, I've always believed. And uh, when it happened, honestly, I can say I had tremendous anxiety really? for a while. Yes, I did. I Because I saw through my lens mm-hmm. so many small creatures and then large creatures and then different types of forest beings. Right. It, it, it was really, literally overwhelming. All right, we're going to have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour of Silver Links. Please stand by. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And Nation, if you'd like to find out more about my guest this hour, Silver Links, who is the author of Sacred Sasquatch Book, visit www.facebook.com forward slash Sacred Sasquatch book and uh, Silver Links and I will be back on the other side of this news break as we continue from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
Welcome back, everyone. I have a message here from Steve Benedict, the uh, producer-director at the Exxon TV channel. He would like me to invite all the members of the Exxon Nation around the world who have video footage that they would like to have put before our international viewing audience on the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. All you need to do is, uh, let me see what would be the best email, Craig. All right, Craig says the best email address to send an email to us at the Exxon TV channel saying, hey, you know, I've got some footage. I would love to get it, ex get some international exposure. How can we do that? Just send an email to programming at xzonetvchannel.com. Or you can send a, a, an email to me and I'll make sure that Stephen Benedict gets it. My email address again is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. Silver Lynx is my guest, Exxon Nation, and she is... Um, the author of Sacred Sasquatch book. And on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Sacred Sasquatch book. Tell me, um, Silverlinks, how do you deal with skepticism? Because I'm sure not everybody agrees with you and I about Bigfoot. Well, there are more naysayers and mm. critiques, uh, crit critiquers, right. uh, than people who truly acknowledge and believe in Sasquatch. Of course, that's understandable. Right. Uh, but when people like myself show um, some sort of physical evidence, like true photographs, etc., cetera, uh, but then they're labeled by critics as uh, paradalia, oh. or, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not true. It's, it, one person told me, that's not a Sasquatch. Well, then if it's not a Sasquatch, what is it? But I never received an answer. Well, that's you know? because they had never seen anything that they could even remotely associate with that photo. Perhaps. Unless, unless they were to say, well, it's got to be a Sasquatch because I don't know what it is. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in my view, there's possibly many species or subspecies mm -hmm. of Sasquatch, uh, perhaps hybrids as well and who knows who knows what's been happening with the unknown scientific research uh, with dna and cloning true you know it's another possibility yeah i won't go there because i don't think about that too much i deal with what i see and experience and has bigfoot ever tried to communicate with you on a one-to-one -one basis well, I take it that them allowing me mm -hmm. to take their photographs is a first step in communication. Um, now, what I've done is the occasional tree knock, mm, you know, okay. and I've received some knocks back in response. Um, but I have stopped tree knocking because we don't know what it's for. Is it done to warn others? Is it to let them know we're in their territory? Or is it to challenge them? Mm. So instead, I've listened to some whistles and other sounds they imitate. I noticed that they imitate owls, lynx, woodpeckers, chainsaws. Chainsaws? And, yes, wow. chainsaws. And especially a distinct call from this bird. It's called the Viri bird. They sound like um, a, a whistle or a, a whirl. You hear them 
very early in the morning and just before dusk. Oh, okay. It's a species of a North American thrush. And it sounds something like this. Very, very faint. Hmm. Now, regardless, nobody knows for sure what the Sasquatch whistles, the tree knocks, and the glyphs and stick structures mean. So I whistle to let them know my presence. And to date, every day um, gets better, let's say, where photography is concerned. The pictures become a bit more clear and there's no actual contact or discussions, but I am speaking to them, not with them, but to them um, to acknowledge that, thank you, my friends, um, here I am, they see me taking photos. Um, there's a lot of respect there. And I think that's a very big word that people need to instill in their lives, respect. Because there is no more respect on this planet. Hmm. We're destroying it. Yes, we are. Ironically, people do not realize that if all the animals and all the insects wanted to band together and annihilate the human race, it wouldn't take them very long. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't look at humans being on top of the totem pole when it comes to superiority. I look at us as being on the very bottom. Because when you look at, when you look at the animal kingdom, there's no wars. There's no senseless killings. There's no crimes that are being committed one animal to the other. And if there is, it's settled within the packs. They do everything to get along with other species as well as their own, where humans, my God, look at the mess we're in. Yeah, I guess that's why I'm not really a people person. Mm. I'm more of an animal lover. <laughs> I agree with you. When you've taken your photographs, can you give us an estimation on the different sizes of the Bigfoot that you've had the opportunity of photographing? Um, at first, uh, some of the photos were basically juveniles. Mm -hmm. I did capture one at the top of a tree, and that tree was approximately, oh my gosh, 50 to 70 feet in height. Right. And... Just, I'm not good with numbers, but taking a, an approximate measurement, I would have assumed that he was maybe six feet tall. Uh, I did photograph two others that were very, quite large, a female perhaps several feet tall, mm -hmm. and a very large male that I'm still debating whether he's between eight to ten feet tall, um, but more so... I'm amazed to see these, what I call, black furries. They are tiny black creatures that resemble uh, spruce branches. Mm -hmm. uh, they hang with the Sasquatch, or are they the offspring of the Sasquatch? Who knows? Um, they all conglomerate together. They huddle together to make themselves appear larger and what I found is I think there's a lot of illusion out there in the forest whereas 
some forest people will create structures like masks and um, make themselves look larger than they actually are. Right. As they use um, holes within these structures as viewing ports. Hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the questions uh, that I've heard asked to many Bigfoot researchers is, how come there's never been a body of a deceased Bigfoot found? What is your take on that question? Well, there are a lot of takes on that question, depending on who you speak with. Um, you. I'm talking to you. I'd like your opinion. <laughs> well, I've lived in my, my entire life in the bush, mm -hmm. and um, I do know that Porcupines eat bone, so right. as do other rodents and critters. Uh, decomposition happens quickly. Scavengers take over, etc. However, I, I have a funny feeling that they might perhaps bury their dead like we do. Um, I walked into an area one day. I've never told anybody this where there were several rocks placed in an oval formation. And, like, why would this be in the middle of nowhere, right? Right. And then in another area, there were, like, little lumps and nooks and crannies with more rocks. Mm. So I started wondering, you know, what's going on? Took some photos and would you believe the next day there was a huge tree structure marked in an X? So I suspect the X would be, don't walk over here. <laughs> Perhaps it's burial ground. We, w we, will, we won't know. Right. Perhaps they dispose of them or bodies in, in water. We'll, we might find out one day. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find a lot of things out one day. And um, one thing I do know is that we have to take our final commercial break, so please stand by. And Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Silver Links. To find out more about Silver Links, visit her Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash sacred Sasquatch book. And uh, we'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can listen to the Exxon Broadcast Network, 724-365, and all the great programming we have available for you with our compliments by going to xzbn.net. The X Chronicles newspaper for August will be out next week. And you can download it or read it online at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of international affiliates worldwide. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
Silver Lynx is my special guest, Exxon Nation. She is the author of Sacred Sasquatch. Her Facebook page is Sacred Sasquatch Book. First of all, uh, Silver Lynx, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on your book. I think that I think that what you're doing is fantastic, and I wish you all the best in the world. Um, during during the research that you've done for your book, did you have the opportunity of speaking to uh, Canadian Indigenous uh, people? And, and if so, what was their take on Sasquatch? I have spoken to a few individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I preferred to just gather my own research okay. and um, and photographs. But um, we all know that uh, First Nations spoke of the hairy men or the wild men, mm-hmm. the Bigfoot, Sasquatch, as the shadow guardians of the mountains. But they don't refer to these as those jet black shadow apparitions, ghosts or malvolent entities. Right. Okay. Um, I know for the Algonquin Nation, uh, they spoke of um, skinwalker and uh, tree people, stone people, of course, Sasquatch, and uh, little people in the forest. And you know what? They are right. Wow. Have you ever been, uh, has anyone ever suggested that you're doing this just to exploit the Sasquatch uh, for financial gain? And if so, how do you respond to them? Oh, yes. Unfortunately, mm. I've had a few accusations. Really? Um, however, what I tell these people is, listen, I'm not exploiting Sasquatch. I'm only trying to help educate many ungrateful humans. If, and I repeat, if, perchance, I can bring in a few dollars, so far I've had no profit, it would help pay for my expensive photography equipment and repairs and assist in protecting their sacred lands. This is my intent and my goal for the protection and conservation of Sasquatch species and other sentient beings that share this planet. And on another note, I say that it's next to impossible to study Sasquatch because they don't reveal themselves to humans unless it happens by chance or they deliberately do so. And from what I've experienced, they are extremely adept at concealing their identities. Let let me ask you this, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. How is it that with all the modern technology we have available, besides yourself, that no one else has come up with the same results that you have? Good question. Well, you know, I'm out in the forest Mm -hmm. uh, all the time. Right. When I take photographs, I look for dark areas, shadows, particular shapes, or sometimes I just get a feeling Mm -hmm. and I point my camera at these spots. Now, many of my pictures are random, and 
when I review them at a later time, that's when I notice interesting subjects. But I think they've gained my trust over the last few years. Right. And now I'm able to get a bit closer to these beings. I, I don't only see them through my lens, but I can see them in close proximity. Uh, it did take me months to adjust my eyes to recognizing this and to notice the indicators for their presence, like the stick structures, uh, formed and curved tree branches, uh, their nesting sites, their denning sites. And here I've noticed the, they're the artists of the forest. They've done these magnificent eye structures that look like an eye, mm -hmm. okay? And it's almost like illusions again. How they bend, how they twist these branches during the evenings at night when no one's around. Um, and then with technology, I'll give you an example. We put out a trail camera hoping that <laughs> we would capture something great. And it was the opposite effect because they're always watching. They know. Um, I think they know what cameras are for. Hmm. Uh, so I left out some gifts and apples. Right. And they would be taken. And when we put those trail cams out, nothing would happen. Nothing at all. And I was, as we were setting up the cameras, I had my own DSLR camera on me. And I would take photos of the surroundings. Lo and behold... There were a few Sasquatch there. Wow. Being in the wooded areas uh, in the part of Quebec where you live, in the wintertime, do you see a lot of Bigfoot tracks? Actually, the tracks that I've noticed were um, in a marshy area during the fall. Hmm. Uh, in the winter, we get so much snow here that it's practically impossible to head up the mountain unless, you know, you're in 100% top shape and health and you've got a great set of snowshoes. Um, but they are around. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what, where they are, perhaps in caves in the mountain itself, which is basically inaccessible. Uh but I have noticed that the smaller ones stick around in the conifer trees. Oh, really? Yes, yes. They they do come out during winter, but perhaps not as often. I'm still going to be looking into this more this coming winter. Wow, I can I can <laughs> I've hardly only spent I, the one winter noticing the activity. So, <laughs> well, I can hardly wait to speak to you next spring to see what you discovered over the winter. Perfect. Thanks. What are and your thanks for the invitation, by the way? Oh, my pleasure. What are, what is your what are your final thoughts that you would like to share with the Exxon Nation tonight about Bigfoot? What would, what would you like to share that you yourself have have experienced? I've got about two minutes. Well, they're just beyond our field of vision. Mm -hmm. um, they live. They don't dwell in the past or think of the future. They live in the moment. As I said, they're the watchers and guardians of the forest. And man is no longer respecting Mother Earth, its people, yeah. the flora, the fauna. Waters are poisoned and land is destroyed, leaving the burden of an uncertain future for the next generations. 
So the time is now to acknowledge these beings, these amazing beings. The veil is lifting and knowledge is key to acceptance, growth, and transformation. Silver Links, how can uh, members of the listening audience uh, get copies of your book? Well, the um, book is available on blurb.ca or blurb.com. And there is also a link to that site from the Sacred Sasquatch book Facebook page. Excellent. And I also have uh, other information available for people who contact me via Messenger. So um, where do you go from here? What are your next projects? So you, we talked briefly about uh, over the wintertime, but do you, do you go out and, and talk to uh, groups, organizations? Uh, do you go talk to schools? Because I, I, I believe that this is something that children should be made aware of so that the respect that they have as they grow up will they also include Sasquatch and other and other species within a forest that are right in front of them, but nobody exactly. talks about it. Well, a few years ago, I presented one of my other photo books mm-hmm. to um, in front of a school, in front of a classroom, uh, my granddaughter's teacher, uh, actually. And uh, it was a, like a Q&A type of mm-hmm. thing with the students. I'm not one to go out much and meet groups or give presentations however but this was an exception now this was before i published the sacred sasquatch book right if it's my wife i'm not here (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) and um when i told my stepdaughters uh, granddaughters sorry that uh the sacred sasquatch book was out i showed them the photos and that they were all thrilled and they started telling their uh, school friends and so on right and uh sorry (laughs) and actually my granddaughter was ridiculed really so i think education is the next step and my intent uh, would be to prepare a multimedia solo exhibit of sacred sasquatch and the forest beings for display either at the National Gallery, if that would be possible, mm-hmm. or uh, some other venue. You know, I'm just preparing those plans uh, for the future, you know, when the time is right. Well, speaking about time, Silver Links, the time has come when you and I must say so long. Once again, congratulations. I love what you're doing. Keep the great work up. And I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone. Until then, thank you for what you do. Thank you. All right, Exonation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest, visit her Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash sacred Sasquatch book. And if you'd like to get a copy of her book, it's available at blurb.ca or blurb.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. You're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network, where we are searching for answers but demanding the truth. Don't go away.